welcome to the Becoming a Better You podcast, where personal growth meets professional development. This is your source for soft skills awareness, enhancement, and personal mastery. I'm your host and your guide, Herm Allen. It is my desire that today you will walk away one step closer to becoming a better you. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, good people. This is your Dean of Personal Growth, Herm Allen, and you're listening to the Becoming a Better You podcast. I want to welcome my longtime listeners, and long time is not that long because I haven't been on as long as a lot of other folks, but uh, welcome. Thank you for continuing to listen to my voice on a weekly basis here, and I want to welcome any new listeners who may be listening for the first time. If you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you know I'm on this self-care, I guess, crusade, (laughs) for lack of a better word. And I want to kind of continue that. And I'm not specifically going to talk about self-care. I'm going to talk about something with regard to our emotions. And if you recall, for my, my returning listeners, way back in episode three, the emotionally intelligent you. I kind of gave an introduction to emotional intelligence and what all was involved with that. And it was just some basics as it pertains to emotional intelligence. So today I want to kind of go a little bit further with that. Not with emotional intelligence per se, but as you can see in today's title, it's developing healthier emotional responses. Now, when I talk about emotional responses, that means that there is a conscious component to that as opposed to a reaction. A reaction is an unconscious response or a subconscious response from our primal brain, if you will. Again, if you want to get a little bit more specific on that, uh, go back to episode three where I introduced the emotionally intelligent you concept because today I want to talk about developing healthier emotional responses because we need it we need healthier emotional responses you know we're born with an an innate sense to connect with others and create positive relationships but as we grow older it can get a bit tricky to be as emotionally aware as we were when we were younger. Emotional awareness is the ability to distinguish and identify with our own emotions and how they affect us and those around us. Let me repeat that again. I I always have to repeat some things because I want to make sure you get this. Get this in your spirit, get this in your mind, in your conscious. Emotional awareness is the ability to distinguish and identify with our own emotions 
and how they affect us and those around us. In other words, with emotional awareness, we try to make sense of our emotions. But, yes, there's a but. In order to make any sense out of our emotions, you need to first pinpoint where they stem from and what triggers certain emotions. Now, this requires a bit of soul searching because you may realize that your constant bouts of anger are a result of a deep-seated belief that life is out to get you. So in return, you blame everything that goes wrong during the day on fate and you fly off into a full-blown rage whenever something bad happens. Now that's just talking about anger. Think about how other emotions may manifest when things aren't going well. Now this is especially true today when everything is going by so fast. Time is going by so fast. At least it has the perception that things are going by fast. And it may be hard to become aware of our emotions, let alone other people's. We experience many emotions during the day. They can take you from an emotional high to an extreme low, which can have serious effects on your overall well-being. Some medical experts continue to study the connection between the mind and the body. The mind and the body. You may have heard the term psychosomatic. That's the mind-body connection. And a question that's often asked is, are emotions the cause of how we interpret the world around us? Or are emotions the effect of how we interpret the world? Even though some experts may not have found an answer to that one, what they have found is that in identifying the process of how emotions are felt and conveyed, and it occurs and happens in three ways, more specifically in three steps. First step, we experience a certain situation. Then we think about its meaning. And then we give out an emotional response based on our assessment of this situation. Okay. Think about when you have an emotion. Now, what this is going to do is it's going to help you to become more aware. First step again is we experience a certain situation. Second, we think about its meaning. And three, we give out an emotional response based on our assessment of the situation. So when, when the next time you have an emotional episode, see where these three steps come into play because I can almost guarantee that at some point you'll start to become more and more aware if you follow these three basic steps or at least become aware that they do exist you know but studies show that even though our first response may indeed be automatic they can be managed by switching to the part of your brain that does the rational thinking and that's in our prefrontal cortex of our brain. That's the cognitive portion of our brain. Or you may have heard people say the thinking brain. And psychologists believe that there are ways to cope with the stress of everyday mishaps in, in the following manner. And again, I've 
probably covered these in the self-care episodes. One such way of, of coping with the stress, deep breathing, counting to 10 or higher, depending upon what you're dealing with. You may want to count to 100, 500, 1,000, I don't know. But just just start counting. Close your eyes. While you're doing your deep breathing, count your breaths. That's another way. Meditation, prayer. Some people are into yoga. Those are just a few ways that folks can cope and, and how to deal with their emotional responses. Or you can do like the Captain and, and, and the Bad Boys movie with Will Smith and Martin Lauren. You could just go woosah, grab your earlobes, squeeze a little bit, and woosah if you have to. Some emotions are positive and healthy, like laughing when it's appropriate or smiling. But other emotions, like expressing your irritation to everyone within earshot, should be regulated because it can lead to setbacks at work. It can make it difficult to be around you, as well as it can cause health-related problems. There are other ways to express these emotions that can release your anger in a suitable manner and calm you down. And let me take a step back. I, I know I mentioned the term positive and negative when it comes to emotions, but to be honest and truthful, and I want to be honest and truthful with you, emotions are neither positive or negative. All emotions are, 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 are data points. It's just feedback to let you know that something may not be going well or that something is going well. That the negative part of emotions comes with how we express it. So even if you are angry, that's not a negative emotion. Now, how you show and express that anger, it can be negative. That's just a very basic, simple example of how we have been taught that our emotions are negative. It's not the emotion that's negative, but it's the response or reaction of that particular emotion. I hope you grasp that concept. Share that with people because that will change your life. That will change your life if you embrace it, but more so if you practice it. Because again, I'm talking about today is developing healthier emotional responses. And if you begin to not look at emotions as negative, but more so as that check engine light that goes off, now you know, hmm, something may not be what it's supposed to be. How can I fix it? Because the inability to regulate your emotions can result in chronic diseases such as depression and various personality disorders known as emotional toxins. It's healthy to feel negatively about various things in life. It's a normal part of life. After all, we are human. But as I referenced just a few moments ago, it's what you do with these emotions that matter. And while regulating your emotions may not come easy, it can be done with practice and practice and practice. And some of these tips can help you regulate your emotions in a healthier way. And I want to give you five, 
five ways in which you can help regulate your emotions in a healthier way. First, manage your circumstances. This may sound ridiculous, but the truth is, those who know how to positively regulate their emotions understand this step very clearly. For example, if being stuck in traffic frustrates you, make it a point to leave the house 15 minutes earlier than usual. If a certain person rubs you the wrong way, figure out a way to avoid bumping into them. Knowing what triggers certain emotional responses can help you manage your reactions. And this will put you in control of your emotions and not the other way around. Remember, you always have a choice when it comes to expressing your emotions. All right, so manage your circumstances. And you you do that where it's possible. Things do happen. I understand that. But when you can manage the circumstance, why not do so? Why not do so? Next, monitor your expectations. Raising that bar too high can lead to harsh disappointments. I'm not saying to aim low, but aiming high can lead to this harsh disappointment. So instead of saying yes to more work, even though you've already been swamped, draw up a work schedule with appropriate deadlines. And be honest with yourself in regard to how quickly and efficiently you can do the work. If you can't take on more work, stand up for yourself and say no. No is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. And by consciously communicating how you feel, you can process your emotions in a healthier way. Again, the control is within you. Don't let your emotions control you. Rein them in like a horse. Rein it in. So monitor your expectations. Here's another one. Shift your attention. Instead of focusing on those who are thinner, richer, or more successful than you, shift your thinking to how much you've accomplished yourself. Don't compare yourself with anyone other than yourself. It's not fair to them or you. And you deserve better than that. Comparison is the enemy. The important thing is that you own up to your emotions and be responsible for them. Only then can you truly turn the negative into a positive. Shift your attention away from the Joneses or trying to keep up with the Joneses or thinking the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Well, you don't know what the Joneses had to go through to get what they got. The grass on the other side of the fence, you don't know what they have to do to keep it green. And it very well may not be green. You may just have a mis uh, use of your own eyes and think it's green on the other side of the fence. Shift your attention. The attention should be on you, not what other people are doing. All right. 
Here's another one. Change how you see the world. I know that's a that's a, that's a difficult one. That's a difficult one. I know. I understand because right now the world just seems like it is just being turned upside down. Our deepest emotions are driven by our beliefs. For instance, if you have to make a speech in front of a large number of people, try to alter your anxiety into confidence. Don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. Just believing in your abilities will help you get up there and make that speech without fear of being judged or ridiculed. If you don't believe in your abilities, no one else will. Others rarely judge you as harshly as you judge yourself. So go easy on yourself and enjoy the situation. Taking in the good with the bad so you can learn from it and grow and thrive. And sometimes changing how you see the world may not be the global world. Sometimes changing how you see the world could be your world of influence, your circle of influence, your social circles, your family circles. See, sometimes we, we look so far and beyond what we're able to control or have influence over that we miss the opportunity to make the necessary changes. Now, if you do have a manner or a way of impacting the greater world and, 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 and having influence in the greater world, by all means, do it. But are you doing it at the expense of your own self-care and your own emotional well-being? So that's that's what I want to drive home right here is make sure that you're not changing the world at your own expense. And finally, learn to cope. And here are two main ways to deal with potentially destructive emotions. First one, it, first one is a problem-focused coping. This is when you try to change the situation that's stressing you out. Like instead of lashing out at a dead computer, take it to get fixed. Yeah, it's a hassle. And you wish you had never had it break down. But wasting time being angry won't get it fixed. Because not only can you just get it fixed, maybe you can just go out and get another one. But getting angry about something, a problem that has a solution, save time to try to become aware of why you're angry and see if you can shift that anger to solution and problem solving. It takes practice. I know. I know. I'm not saying all of this is going to be easy for you. The other way to cope is emotion-focused coping. This is when you console yourself about situations you can't change. For example, your favorite shirt is ruined in the wash. Or you miss the bus. Or you spill your coffee. Catch this. Once it happens, there's nothing you can do to undo it. But what you can do 
is manage your emotional response to the situation. And how do you do this? You do it by calming yourself down to reduce your stress levels in order to find a viable solution. It works, folks. Trust me. I'm not telling you something and everything that I'm talking about here that I read in a book. I'm talking about things that I've actually practiced. Because, yeah, there are a lot of times that little things seem like it gets under my skin and then I have to just stop and think about why are you getting upset over this? Ask yourself, why am I getting upset over this? Or why did what they said about me bother me? You have control once you receive that information. What you do with it is what's important. So everyone has their ups and downs. But it's those people who are equipped with the right tools and assets to help them cope and make the best out of the situation they find themselves in. They are the ones who know how to apply healthy emotional responses and make it work to their advantage. I hope by you listening to this particular episode, as well as the other episodes in this podcast, but I hope you become one of those people who are equipped with the right tools and assets to help you cope. After all, the name of this podcast is the Becoming a Better You podcast. And one way that you can become a better you is to develop healthier emotional responses. Take that information, do with it what you will. And always remember, personal growth makes you better. Take care. Have a wonderful day.